Well, hello and welcome to the King's Church podcast uh, here from Romania. Graham and myself have been out here for a, a few days uh, meeting uh, some of the people here from Romania in the church here in Brashov. And uh, it's been such a blessing. And I've asked at the end of our time together for Danny, who is a lead elder here, pastor here, um, along with his wife, Laura, uh, if he could just sit down and, and spend some time talking to me. And I know that everybody who listens to the podcast, everybody uh, back home is going to want to hear a little bit of their story and what they do. Um, so welcome, Danny. Yeah, welcome. Thanks. Thank you for joining me. Um, Danny, uh, how, how long has this church been here in Brasov? So this church was planted 32 years ago by a German guy and his wife, Hermann and Sibylle. Hmm. And uh, yeah, they moved right after the revolution, 1990. And I think I met him in uh, April 1990. Yeah. And you, you met and joined the church at that point? I've joined the church when they started uh, because he was a missionary, didn't know exactly what to do, how long to stay, things like this, still praying. So in August they started a, a course with basic Christianity teaching and I joined in August and I became a Christian in August 1990. Wow. And that was the, for you, you became a Jesus follower at that point? Yeah. And yeah, um, and and you joined a church. Was it um, was it similar in terms of beliefs as to where it is now? Because right now it's a New Frontiers church. It's definitely. I mean, I've been here at church this morning. It's definitely a Word and Spirit church. Um, is that what it looked like when you first joined it? Yeah, I think it was quite similar those days. Uh, I think Romanians were quite. Uh, open for the gospel, there was a fresh wind of the spirit and the church started uh, and exploded in the sense that we grew from zero to 600 in two years. Wow. There was a lot of uh, good things going on, quite similar like now. Yeah, and you, I mean, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. You're really nice, but your wife's even nicer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> which most men can say, actually. Um, and you and Laura met in this church, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I think Laura came 91 in April, so some months later. And I saw her, still remember that day she was... Uh, she's tall, she was tall, that, and uh, that's, yeah. what I, that's why I remembered her. But she was uh, gorgeous. Yeah. And it, I know it took you a few years to get there, but you did marry her. Yeah, we married in uh, uh, 97, started dating 96, yeah. Yeah, and you celebrate 25 years yeah. this year. Congratulations. This month. This month. Yeah. This month? Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Now, the, the building you have here in Brasov, it's... It's very different from the other church buildings that I see, um, as is our church, King's Church in Dance. It's quite different from the the uh, traditional buildings, and um, uh, and and this building is the same. And I, I just wondered if you could tell me. I mean, it's taken a lot of faith, and a lot of time to get to the point where you are now, where it's it's a beautiful building and inside and it's really it, a lot of it's still a construction site yeah, yeah, so can you tell me a little bit about what why did you why did you feel the need to build a building this big well i think uh, it has to do also with culture romanian culture a bit uh 
Romanians would ask you what church are you attending and then you say well we're renting somewhere a sports hall or a school and that's not the church for them that's one thing mm. second thing we felt in the 90s that we should buy a property a land and start building so we bought this property in 1998 I think uh, and it was at the edge of the city outside yeah. of the city and now it's right in the middle of the uh, most uh, vibrant uh, area of Russia. Yeah. And what what would you hope for? I mean, if you had a magic wishes or, you know, a, a, you know, to be able to just make things happen, what would you hope to see this building used for in five, ten years? Well, I think uh, we're quite clear on that. So that's at least what we thought, because uh, at the beginning of this year, we had a prophecy, maybe we'll come back later to that, mm. and we didn't know about Ukrainians, didn't know anything about the war, so we're using this building now for different things, but uh, mm. our, our dream is to have a, a hub here, um, Bible school and uh, gatherings with uh, New Frontiers churches, conferences, but also we want to use it for the community here yeah so we want to hire our facilities uh, maybe all nice concerts and exhibitions and things like this so mm. it's a multifunctional building yeah so really a place for the community yeah yeah and that's i mean that i mean i know you're coming to visit king's church in june i'm really looking forward to having you at the yeah, leadership conference <laughs> but um it really ties in with our heart you know mm -hmm. and the challenge that we felt God gave us as a church many, many years ago was if your church disappeared next week, mm -hmm. like, you know, collapsed or died, would the community around you notice? Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's kind of driven how we use our building. We mm -hmm. want the community yeah. to notice that we're there. And it feels like that that that's what we're... Yeah, I think more and more people realize the building is used because uh, we were constructing like 13 years, so nobody knew exactly what's going on here. Yeah. And now they see multitudes of people coming in and out, uh, Ukrainians, Romanians. Mm. We had already three, four conferences here with hundreds of people. Mm. So I think they're starting noticing that there is something different special here so now and then we have people coming in just popping in and saying what is this here what's what yeah. what's this building and yeah. it's a church building no it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and you mentioned the ukrainians here and um i mean just to share with um people listening really one one of the things that i found um most uh, i guess challenging um and really grabbed hold of my heart um, on Friday when we got here was uh, the Ukrainian refugees that are in the building mm -hmm. um, and we got a tour on Friday when we arrived and got to meet them and, and, and knowing that you're going to meet them is one thing and, and knowing the story of what they've been through and mm -hmm. but when you actually see them um, and actually see them in the rooms and see them you know in a space where they've had to leave and you've got a um, You've got a lot here. Um, so can you, I mean, and for people listening, you might hear noise in the background. We're not in a podcast studio. We're on a, we've tried to quite find a quiet corner on the stage because the, the, yeah, <laughs> we couldn't. The building is full of refugees um, and you've really opened up this place. But yeah. can you tell me a little bit about how you ended up with refugees in the building? Yeah. 
Of course, at, I'll start with the beginning of the year. We have usually three weeks of prayer and fasting. Yeah. And during these prayer days and fasting, uh, my wife Laura had a prophetic word and she felt like God is saying to us, we will use this building for something unexpected, mm. not planned. And uh, we didn't know what to think about. And in, during the same weeks, Uh, another lady from the church felt uh, that God is telling us we will have a lot of foreigners coming soon. Hmm. And this was before the war, and we didn't know anything about it. We didn't know what to do with this prophetic word. Hmm. said, okay, Lord, you know better. Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. So that's the way it started. And then on the 24 February, the war started, and uh, we saw on the news uh, many refugees coming to Romania, thousands and ten thousand and hundred thousands mm. and uh, we said we need to do something about it mm. and you I know part of that was driving up to the border um, yeah. to, to invite people to come yeah I mean in, at the beginning we thought we need to do something maybe we can host 20 we can do something because we are in the middle of the country quite far from the border mm. so we didn't know if refugees will arrive to Brasov but uh, after some days Brasov was full of uh, of Ukrainians and uh, wow. then we thought let's drive to the, the border see what's happening there and got more contacts there and here and slowly but surely uh, yeah we felt we need to do this and so we started uh, planning Uh, and uh, changing the destination of our rooms into mm. dormitories and things like this. We started to work and uh, finished the kitchen quickly so we can uh, offer a kitchen where they can cook, then uh, prepare the place where they can have meals and so on. And yeah, that's the way it started. And, and now you've got how many refugees living here? Well, we have now 54, we had 58, some... Uh, found a place to stay in Brasov and two left back to Kharkov. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what are some of the challenges that you've found in terms of some of the needs that you have for them and you maybe feel it's difficult to fulfill those needs or, or perhaps some of the challenges you find just relationally with them because they speak mm -hmm. a different language or whatever. What, what are some of the things that you found difficult? Well, I think the difficult part is the volume of work we need to do. Mm. So starting with the building, we are still constructing. Then we have to do a lot of shopping, uh, cooking, things like this, normal stuff, but it takes a lot of time. Just every energy, day. Yeah, every day, every day. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know some of the stories that have absolutely blown me away Uh, the stories that I've had shared with me about people in the local community hearing about, you know, whether it be builders mm -hmm. or people who have money or w whatever, but they've been um, just instrumental in making it happen to, mm -hmm. to get the building ready uh, for, for asylum seekers to come. So, yeah, how, how have you found that part of it? Well, we didn't have too much money and uh, we said we'd do it anyway, with money or without money, we will find a solution. And uh, we were contacting a lady who has a company who does floorings and uh, we needed a linoleum in a dormitory to prepare a dormitory. So she came, she saw what we're doing and we said we want to host Ukrainians and then she said, okay, I'll do it for free. 
and uh, things like this. No commission. We'll you'll have the the linoleum with the minimum of the price, the best price on the market, and then we put up the linoleum in the first dormitory, and then uh, the neighbor who. Um, which we sold a piece of a land, yeah. came in and said, oh, what are you doing here? Hmm. We're preparing for the guests we want to receive. And uh, he was really impressed about it. And he went and bought some pillows and blankets and things like yeah, this. Yeah, all the bedding. He, yeah. yeah, all the bedding. Yeah, he spent it like 2,000 euros just, just like that. And Wow. It, it was miracle after miracle after miracle every day. Hmm. Every day. Wow. I think it's such an incredible story of if you hear God, don't, don't worry about what you don't have. Mm -hmm. Just just be willing. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing a, a boy crossing the border and crying with a, with a toy in his hand and just walking, and that that really touched me. So that's I think when it started. Yeah. Mm. Um, one thing I, I, I I've noticed since I've been here um, is um, you personally and your wife um, you are definitely doers um, you get things done yeah. um, but you've managed to keep really soft hearts and I think that's such a an incredible thing actually um, you love and you care and your patience with people and your willingness to help so um, just from you know, our church to yours. I just want to thank you for everything you do. It's incredible. Um, how how can we pray for you as a church? Well, um, we have the Ukrainians here. There is uh, there are four, fifty four of them. None of them is a believer. Yeah. So um, we have invited them on the first Sunday, and everyone came in. Every, every Ukrainian came to church on that Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and they were shocked. I mean, really <laughs> shocked because they are Orthodox and uh, they couldn't believe this is a church meeting and things like this. And so next Sunday, just two of them came back. Just two. <laughs> <laughs> so they came in and they were scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next week, two came. Yeah, come. But, two. Yeah, but they come from that Orthodox background yeah, where yeah. I guess... A lively, vibrant worship team would be quite a scary thing. Yeah, it's interesting because none of them haven't seen a church like this. I, I was really shocked about this. So, but we developed friendship. We organized a nice Romanian evening with Romanian food, and it was really fun. And then the next Sunday, five came, and then six, and then 15, and then 20. So they're coming to the church meetings now, and yeah. we try to find solution to translate, uh, even with the songs and yeah yeah and so i mean how can we how how was the best way to pray for you in in the coming coming weeks coming months yeah i think if you pray pray for us because we are quite tired I yeah think the whole staff is tired and we work a lot so rarely have days off and uh, working up to 14 hours a day sometimes so uh, mm. We need uh, somehow to, to, to yeah. Find get, respite. Yeah, yeah, find rest, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we have now uh, other two employees, which help a lot, but uh, even so, it's a lot of work to do. Yeah. We're trying to find solutions. They will cook for themselves. Uh, they will do shopping for themselves, but even so, it's a lot of work to do. Yeah. So please pray for us that we can uh, somehow... Resist. Find rest. <laughs> <laughs> Find rest. 
And yeah, mm. and I think uh, we kind of neglected a bit the church because of the volume of practical work to do. Yeah. So we need a season where we focus on the church now. That's, yeah. It's very important for us. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to pray for there. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then yeah, of course, finances, but that's God did a lot of miracles with us. We need a big budget every month, but uh, yeah, that's also a prayer point. And yeah, a normal church, ongoing church life. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a conference soon, a big one, a worship conference. You could pray for that. I think yeah. that will revive a bit the church. Fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, at the conference, you were talking about that this morning, mm-hmm. this Sunday meeting, and you mm-hmm. were saying that it's you and th- there's three churches in, yeah. in Brashoff that are mm-hmm. coming together to do this conference and yeah. you're hoping for even more churches to come together. Yeah, and- we will invite all the churches, but we started with these two other churches just doing the organization, uh, yeah. not the, the organizing. Yeah, stuff. just getting things yeah. going, yeah. yeah. You've got a lot going um, yeah. and a, a, a lot of things to keep a hand on and um, just, um, yeah, and, and at the same time, you've received Graham and myself from, from Kings with just open arms, and we're so grateful for that. That's so, the hardest part. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I finish by just praying for you? Is yes. that okay? Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, Lord Jesus, I thank you so much uh, for Danny and Laura, his wife, and, and the whole church here in Brashoff. Lord, I thank you for the testimony of them hearing uh, what was going on in the Ukraine, the, the atrocities that were going on. And Lord, you gave them your heart for those, Lord, who needed a home, who needed a safe place to be. And Lord, uh, you made a way where there was no way. And you brought the people in, uh, Lord, to supply what they needed uh, to do what you'd asked them to do. And Lord, I just pray uh, for Danny, especially that you would just fill him right now with your strength, um, Lord, with your spirit. And Lord, he would, he would know that you are sufficient for him, even when he's tired, mm-hmm. even when he's worn down. Lord, you are sufficient. And Lord, we do pray. Um, we do pray that they find ways to get respite. We, they, they practically, things happen, or you bring in the right people for the right time. But Lord, that they're able to get some rest. Um, they're able to take a break. Uh, we pray for Danny and his, and his wife and their marriage that, Lord, that uh, we thank you for 25 years. But, Lord, we pray that the next 25 are so amazing for your kingdom and in their, and in their own lives, Lord, that they find that, uh, that it's a real season of blessing for them in their marriage. Uh, Lord, we pray that as, a, as church, as King's Church, that we find more ways to get alongside them and to bless them. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Uh, for a, pleasure meeting. Yeah, and, um, and, and we'll continue to pray for you as a church. You so and you are coming to the conference in June. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to introducing you to people from, yeah, from the too. church and, uh, yeah, and, and receiving you there and hopefully looking after you as well as you. As, yeah, as I'm you curious to see what's happening in Darlington. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad. Okay, well, thank you for all those listening and we'll catch you on the next episode.